and welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald, and with me is my co-host, Jimmy Lemke. Hello, everybody. How are you? Are you enjoying your listening? <laughs> and Jimmy's on uh, Twitter at PantherU, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter as well, at HorizonRT. And good news, Jimmy, um, more schools started winning Division One games this week. So yeah, everybody, almost everybody. Uh, no, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to your we'll get to your sad, 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 sad situation soon enough. But um, but I did want to get but I did the one thing I did want to get into is the fact that um, are we? I mean, IUPUI had a pretty big win this week, and uh, I guess the question that I have is, uh, you know. We we I, I know we've talked many many times about IUPUI and you know why I guess we can stop talking about talking crap about them now because they beat Boston College this week. Well, let me let me be perfectly clear. Boston College sucks. Yes, it um, does. Being in the ACC is not some like automatic. Your team is you know just fantastic. Um, my my team, Milwaukee, is pretty pretty bad, and yeah, let, we had Boston. We had Boston College whooped up in the first half, and then they whooped like up 50. on you, and you lost. Well, by 20. yeah, well, sure, that's because my team's really bad, like sub three hundred bad. But I an IUPI is not that bad. But no, I don't think. I mean, I don't think this is going to end up to be a top one hundred win. No, you know, probably Boston not. College probably going to fit in like the 150 to 200 range if you know if the RPI is similar to the B the or the net is similar to what the RPI was, and that's that's just how it's going to be. So if 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 Boston College, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong, it's awesome that you can go out of your gym and go beat a high major. That is good. It's always good to win games against high majors. <clears throat> but I don't think anybody from the East Coast is going to look up and say, you know what, the Horizon League's really good. Boston College lost a game to that IUPUI team. Like, nobody's nobody. that's not going to be a blip on the radar. If, if they had beaten, like, Virginia, that we would be talking about something. If they had beaten even, like, Syracuse. We'd be talking about something, but we're not talking about, you know, the the cream of the crop or even the cream of the middle of the crop in the ACC. We're talking about one of the worst teams. I'm not I'm not trying to take away IUPUI's thunder here. I really not. I just I just want people to temper their enthusiasm. Like, yeah, we need to win games, but we need to win. We need, we need to like. I, I would be a lot more excited if IUPUI knocked off. Uh, you know, one of the top teams in the MVC, or if if they knocked off one of the best teams in the MAC or the you know Atlantic Ten, beating a team, be, you know, beating a terrible team in a great conference doesn't mean that your your team's ready. IUPUI is you know they're better than us for sure, and hopefully you know this means that. Yeah, you know, they got good experience to go into the Horizon League play, but 
let's be let's be perfectly clear here. Boston College is not some you know winner of a basketball program. It's a it's been a long time since Jared Dudley and Sean Marshall have left college. They're not they're not the program they used to be. In fact, I'm sure if I'm sure if hindsight were twenty, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I'm sure if you could go back in time, I'm sure the ACC would have rather taken like Xavier or somebody else instead of Boston College. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you <laughs> like just go back in time? Look at what look at what they've what they've done, where they're doing. They don't have a, you know, they don't they don't have like a. There's no pedigree there anymore. It's it's just a it's a program that's completely lost its way, and that's not a deterrent on IUPUI. It's good. It's hard to win road. We covered this last week. It's hard to win road games in college basketball. But you, <laughs> you, you we I, I I don't want like I don't want Horizon League fans to get in this like. You know, to get in this like mo- mood mode where we're celebrating wins over bad teams in better conferences, because that's a slippery slope. It's a real slippery slope. We're only, you know, we're only a few steps away from getting excited about, you know, Youngstown beating Kent State if Kent State's like a middle of the pack team in the MAC, like just because it's a it's a better conference. Like, y- you have to hold your conference to a higher standard. And beating, uh, you know, beating Boston College, you know, good. It's good for them. Let's get to winning some games because, like you said, this 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 week the conference started to finally win some Division One games. When it's we're a long way from being able to like celebrate a marginal victory. And that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. I, I agree with the fact that, that that Boston College is is not a great program. Um, if I had an equivalent uh, equivalent program at one of the other high major schools, um, I would probably equate them to maybe DePaul, probably. Sure. Yes, and because it, uh, the DePaul, DePaul, who I DePaul, and I know who I constantly, who I know at least. Uh, two Horizon League teams will be playing this season, and I openly question why they're in the Big East and have for many, many years. Uh, <clears throat> but there they are still. I don't know. But I think what I think what it comes down to is the the fact that you have um, it, it's for me it's about progress, and it, the progress is it's not necessarily about the conference, the team that they're playing. I mean, yes, it's an ACT team, but it is Boston College. But it's all about, to me at least, it's all about the fact that they went on the road in a, I, I guess, you know, a relatively hostile environment. I don't know what uh, I don't know what Boston College's home court is like, but they went into a relatively hostile environment and they came out came out winning. And for the Horizon League, especially in the first week of the year. That has not been the case. It's been kind of tough sledding for them. So, for me, any little bit helps. And so, I consider that, I don't consider that, while, you know, you may not consider a win against a Boston College team that may or may not, probably will finish at the bottom half of the ACC, you know, 
it, it, it's no, I, I don't consider it a small deal. I consider it a road win. I consider it a road win against the power. Uh, I, I, I consider it a road win. And that's something that this, this conference needs desperately. And so this conference needs desperately up throughout the rest of the non-conference, non-conference slate. And they're not getting it from everywhere. But they are going to get it. But anytime they do get it, for, do get it, it is very, very important. Yes. So absolutely. So that's why you know. So that's why yeah. You know, so that's why you you have to you know. And, and you're looking and I'm looking at it. And I'm seeing okay. You're still seeing, you know, and, and I, or even the neutral court because obviously we're in uh, the we're in we're in exempt tournament land right now. So like for example. Yeah, uh, you know, for example, you got Green Bay. They went out to uh, Cheney, Washington, and they, you know, they're they're playing in that tournament out there. And wouldn't you know, uh, they they've already notched two wins already: one against Eastern Washington and one against uh, who the heck did they play yesterday? One against Moorhead State. Are these, you know, what what kind of teams are these? I don't know. But the part, the important thing is they went in there and they they won convi- they 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 won those games and I think in order in like I said if I th- in order for the for the Horizon League to do better it's got to be get those road wins yeah. no matter what the team is no matter who they play you got to get the road wins period so I'll agree with that sure absolutely so, that, so that's a that's a huge thing and. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding because you know you, you saw on Friday, you know, you, you saw on Friday where you know Oakland goes over to UNLV and you know they they lose, you know, I you know I, IUPUI goes into Richmond and loses, you know, Milwaukee goes in Cincinnati and loses by less than I thought you would be by, but still, I mean, yeah, losing by eleven is practically like hanging a banner for this team. This season, and it's again, yeah, and it's against a Cincinnati team that's not all that bad either. So, right, no, so they're a little higher up on the food chain, but yeah, but I've been, we're it's it's an odd team for sure. Um, I you know uh, yeah we're leaving or yeah yeah, I mean yeah we're not like a good team. The team's zero and four. They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the Horizon League. But there's talent. There's there's definitely talent. Um, that Darius Roy kid is just, you know, he's phenomenal. Um, you know, Darius Roy's good. I really like uh, you know this DeAndre Abrams got talent. There's some Bobby Arthur Williams, old pretty talented. I like uh, I like this Amir Allen kid. Um, he seems to have stretches where he can really, you know, play good. Uh, Blake style of basketball uh, and really bang down low, which is something that most of the team, definitely Vance Johnson, has problems doing. So, I I I, I see things that are positive, sure. but it's a very long way from them being able to put it all together. So, yeah, I'd love to see, you know, I'd love to see it, but. It's it's gonna be a while. <laughs> now, when you say, well, let me ask you this: since we brought since since we brought up since we brought up Milwaukee, you know the you know you're, uh, the Panthers are on four now. Yeah. Is it is it too early to kind of uh, you know you, you say it's gonna be a while for these guys to 
to kind of get it together? Are you talking about later on in the season? Are you talking about next year? It, or it, is it too early to kind of write them off completely and think, okay, they're going to be one of the nine, nine, uh, ninth or 10th ninth or place teams and they won't even get a sniff of the conference tournament? I think they'll win four or five Horizon League games, but I don't think it'll be enough to really, like, move the needle and it's it's going to be real hard to you know really say like this team is going to be in a position to make noise um the horizon league kind of shutting out all of the you know the bottom two teams out of the conference tournaments really uh kind of it's it's not a way to build your conference um as we've we've already talked about multiple times that it's not you know, young, young Youngstown's been in a spot in the last um, entire time they've been in the conference where they're a program that is almost always on the bottom half of the conference, usually in the bottom three. And if if we had had this, you know, you're not even in the conference tournament by being one of the bottom two teams for the last 19 years, Youngstown State would be looking at you know, only being in the conference tournament like two thirds of the time. Yeah, and uh, it's really hard to build a program when you can't get that postseason experience. Mm-hmm. Youngstown can't get into the. You know, Youngstown's not getting the postseason tournament experience of the Horizon League tournament of that winner-go-home thing. And, yeah, they didn't win a lot of years when they were in the conference tournament but, you know, before the switch to Detroit. And but, that's a, and truth be told, that's a team as, as you know, inexperienced playing together as it is. Because they got a bunch of new faces on there, plus their primary scorers are two sophomores. That's a team you 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 want that that, that's a team you would you that would that needs the that would need that tournament experience. And not to say that they may not to say that they wouldn't make it this year. Um I don't think they're in I don't think they're in as bad a position this year as everybody thinks they are. Although, you know, you know they you know I mean they did get around to winning a a a division one game finally, so congratulations to them. I don't think yeah, they're anywhere. Point. I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as, say, Detroit. I don't think you know. Given kind of early on what's going on with uh, going on with Milwaukee, I'm sorry to say, I don't think they're you know. I don't think they're anywhere near as bad as bad as Milwaukee this year, even. No. But you, to your point, though, to your point that if you have one of those, you know, to your point, if you have a team like that, potentially. Or even again, using a more you know a more rel- uh, Youngstown State that's had this issue for many years. Detroit, who is going to go through it at least a couple, has gone through it a couple already a couple years already, and potentially could, is going to go through it this year and maybe even next year. I'm not sure about next year though. The mm-hmm. shut them out. And, and I guess the other question that I have too is, and maybe we you know we can probably shelve this for another episode, but. Is this a permanent solution? Is this a permanent thing that they're doing, or is this a thing that they just threw together because of the way that uh, you know how they you know weren't able to get games at uh, at Little Caesars Arena? I guess that's my question. Is this a format think, that just got uh, thrown together? 
And I think it was, personally. I, I think John LeCrone is a guy who kind of just is a little bit of... He's got a little bit of mal. <laughs> he's it's it's constant revolution that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to like figure out the next way to move, you know, move the needle and the 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 problem is that it's just not it's it's not a it didn't need to be moved 5 moves ago. So no. this so, it seems like he's trying to fix a problem that doesn't exist. <laughs> Or, or, or I think you hit the nail on the head is that they probably couldn't get the dates at the Little Caesars Arena, and then to save face, they're like, "Oh, we'll, we'll play the first round here, and then afterwards we're going to go to the arena. We'll go to the LCA." Well, see, that's the other well, question that I have because in years past, that first, first round game was in years that first round game was at that first round game was at campus sites, but then they had to double by even still. So I and and. I don't know. It's like I said. We'll we'll probably beat this one to death for many, many uh, for 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 many episodes in the future. Um, And so, which would bring you know? Now, since we talked about the bottom of the conference, I want to talk a little bit about the top of the conference. Um, I I know uh, Wright State kind of had a pretty, you know, they lost by nineteen to Murray State, but then they turned around and beat Toledo pretty handily. And personally, I think that Toledo's... We talked about games against, you know, kind of the better mid-major teams, and I, I, I am of the impression that, that Toledo's probably one of the better teams in the MAC. And Wright State, and I actually listened to this game a little bit, um, Wright State looks like they have kind of a really good inside-out combination. Um, just... From you know, just from listening to kind of how they they move the they move the ball. I mean, Jesus, the and, and so efficient. I think the um, the first half was. I think there were maybe only a handful of fouls got called in the in the first half. They were they were very efficient on offense and defense. Right, state was and um, you know for them it was kind of to me it was kind of a good bounce back game for them. So. Um, I would think, you know, I guess my question to you would be, you know, with regards to, you know, with regards to Toledo, is that the, would you, would you consider that kind of, a, I, I know I consider them kind of the, a, a little higher up on the food chain in the Mac. I do too. So I, I consider this, I could, I consider that a good win. I, I do too. Um, yeah. What I, what I was going to say is that uh, right, right state seems to me like they've got a, they, they can kind of hit you from a few different angles. Yes. Um, that that Cole Gentry is oh, a player. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, he is. Um, he's absolutely a player. Uh, I think he had like 25 against Toledo or something. Was I, I, I don't remember the phone. Uh, no, he had 30 against Toledo. Oh, he hit, th- he hit the 30 mark. He, wow. hit the, he was playing his ass off against Toledo. That's, that's, that's he, a was, point he was games killing it. He was, yeah. I mean, he uh, was everywhere. He was slashing. He was hitting the threes. He was everywhere. Um, the one the one bit, um, some of the game, I've, I've noticed that Loudon Love has really kind of blossomed into – uh, uh, he's. I feel like Loudon Love's taken a big step forward this this off season. Yeah. Heading uh, you know, heading in here, um, 
just trying to find the stats from that game because I was yeah, listening so, to the so what so he got a double du- so against Toledo he got a double double he had uh, he had a double. He, he had he he's he, yeah he scored he scored fourteen points but he got twelve rebounds. Um, and he was he, the guy. He was a beast in, inside, and so that I mean, but you you know and, you know ha- having you know we given that we, given our experience with uh, with Loudon Love last season, it's not much of a surprise to me. But if you got a combination of Loudon Love and Cole Gentry on those, and then let's also not. Uh, Billy, Bill Wampler, I'm sure I'm butchering Bill, his name. Billy Wa- no, Billy Wampler. That's that's the way, right way to pronounce it. And yeah. he's a heck of a shooter. I yeah. mean, you have three kinds of heat right there. I know. Uh, you, you got. You, you, I think they're bringing Hughes off the bench. Uh, no, they had him starting against Toledo. They had him starting against yeah. Toledo. Okay. Um, I thought they were bringing Hughes off the bench, but that's just. They yeah, might, for, they might, they might have just did that this game, but they definitely did last. Uh, gives, for for the Toledo game, you a, definitely. It gives you another ball handler. That's what you get out of him. Yeah. Uh, if if you're looking at you know high major games that are winnable, Wright State's playing Penn State this week. I'm pretty sure. I think that's this yeah, week. That or is, next week. Uh, that I believe is. Hold on a second. Let me. Yeah, that's uh, that's on Tuesday actually. They're playing. Uh, they're they're. That's one of those Cancun games. So yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, they're playing. Uh, yeah, and they're playing on the CBS Sports Network. So anybody who has that, uh, have at it there. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're definitely playing that game. They're playing. Um, yeah, they they're they're playing in. What is it? The Cancun Classic or what? I can't remember. Cleveland State was in it a few years ago. I can't remember the name of it, though. Um, but, yeah, they played that game. And you're absolutely right. Penn State is a winnable game for Wright State. It really is. Penn State I would consider probably in the same league. At, at Unless something has changed considerably at Penn State, I consider Penn State kind of in the same league. Maybe tick better than Boston College. Not much, but a tick better. But I think it's definitely a winnable game for Wright State. Um. Yeah, I, I think I think the the one thing you can really look at using Toledo mm-hmm. as kind of a uh, as kind of a measuring stick is that you know Wright State beat them handily. He was about oh yeah, 10. absolutely. They did they did beat Oakland. You know Toledo beat Oakland earlier. They in did the year. yeah. I think it was like Oakland's home opener. It was Oakland's home opener, and yeah, it, it was Oakland's home opener, and it was Oakland beating, and, and Toledo barely got out of there. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, again, and I, we, I think Oakland's suffering from another problem, a problem that they've had and kind of continue to have. Uh-huh. Is I feel like they, I feel like they recruit strong individual talent, but sure. I, I, I feel like they never put it together. I feel like they put it together better than Youngstown does, and Youngstown's always been a program that's always been able to get strong individual talent. Sure. Um, you, you can go back to Morris, to Humphrey, you know, all, all those guys that Youngstown State has had over the years that have been stat sheet stuffers. Damian Urgel, Kendrick Perry, all uh, those guys. And, and Oakland does that too. Oakland's got a lot of guys where they'll, you know, they'll have a bunch of guys averaging double digits, all the guys. Those guys will leverage double doubles and they're strong individual talent, but I, they're, I, I just don't think they've got a team 
and maybe that'll come over the season, but it's definitely something that hasn't come until you know up to now. Yeah. And and I'm talking about up to now, like since they've been here. Mm-hmm. You know, Greg Campy. I I'm a huge Greg Campy fan. Uh, uh, he's he's a great personality. He recruits fantastic. He's very savvy. I mean, he's. You you know that the the Motor City Madness was had his fingerprints all over oh, it. Of course. But if I'm an Oakland fan, I'm like I'm wondering like when are they gonna put it all together? Like are the you know, mid majors have gotten ahead by getting these strong four year players yeah. and it seems like it seems like Oakland always kind of is like close but not quite there, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're they're just they they've got talent. They can win some games, and, and they have enough talent where they can like be top two in the conference. Yeah, or even you know win a regular season title or something. And it's just mm-hmm. it's never enough to actually get the the real work done to like be a strong team that can win in March. That's always been a mystery to me with them, anyway. As well, I mean that's that's. I mean, you've seen the you've seen the talent come out of, come out of Oakland, and it's never. It to me, it's always been one of those things where it's you know, you, you, on paper they look awesome, but you know they've they've not gotten over that hump yet. I mean, Milwaukee Milwaukee fans, like eighty percent of fans, I would say probably would have been fine when Rob Jeter was fired. This isn't like to to you know measure Robert, but Rob Jeter went to the cup tournament in twenty fourteen. Yeah, you know, Rob Jeter went to the tournament in 2014. He 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 won the regular season title tied with you know Butler and yeah. Cleveland State 2011. You know this yes. is he accomplished things, and Greg Campy to this point hasn't accomplished a whole lot in the conference. And we're up to this is like year five or six in the year five, horizon. I believe, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of surprising. A little bit, yeah, and that's, I don't, that's, that, it's, it's kind of a mystery, again, it's kind of a mystery to me, too, because when you think of the better team, that upper half of the Horizon League, you always have Oakland in that upper echelon. Right. And, and are, so that, they, it's just weird that they, you know, that you speak of them about being a good, solid program, but at the same time, then you are a little confused that they haven't been to an NCAA tournament since they've been here. Or have they even been to an NIT since they've been here? I don't even remember. I think they didn't. They win a regular season title a couple of years ago. They might have. I don't remember. If they won a regular season title, they might have been a tie with a bunch of people. I don't know. I cannot remember to save my life. 16, 17. Didn't they win the? Weren't they the one seed in sixteen seventeen? They were. Oh, possibly. I don't remember. Um, Here's. Xavier Hill is Xavier Hill Mays. Yeah. 6'7", 250. Just a, he's a he's a big kid. He scored 30, 30 17 and 29. That's 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 how much he scored in the three games and they've lost all of them. Huh. 17 17 is a heck of a game for somebody and it's Twelve less than his, you know, middle middle of three games as far as his scoring. 
you are correct have... by the uh, incidentally you are correct by the way they did make it to an they did make it to the NIT in the in 17 you are correct and how did they do in the NIT in 2017 they beat, they beat Clemson and lost to Richmond by four That's... in the second round it's as soon as you said Clemson I remembered yeah so I mean they uh, the not invited tournament you know I mean it's one of the like it's one of those things like it's you know, it's cool when Valpo goes all the way to the finals. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's it's cool when Valpo goes all the way to the finals, but you know, people don't remember that we lost to North you know, to Northwestern in 2011. Like they don't remember that. <clears throat> Most of our fans don't remember that. No. So. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, so I mean, for in 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 Oakland's case, you know, we this probably will be one of those years where it's not going to make a difference because nobody really knows what's going to come out of Oakland this year. Um, I mean, for me, I always I think there are build it's a it's it's looking more and more leaning more towards the the rebuilding part of uh, of you know the I don't know spectrum. Because I, you know, let's be honest. I don't think anybody really had an idea of where they were going to be in the conference. So we were it, talking about how uh, yeah, I mentioned several times that college basketball is cyclical, and yeah. one way that Oakland has always been able to maintain one of the top programs in the conference uh-huh. as far like year to year is that they've been able to just bring in a lot of individual talent, and sometimes that's a lot of fifth-year seniors or transfers that don't have a lot of time. Yeah, and that means they have to reset a lot. Yeah. They don't have a. They don't. They're never. It, it doesn't seem like Oakland's ever built. There's never a team one year where Oakland's got a starting five of four. You know, four guys are seniors who played since they were freshmen. One guy's a junior who's played since he was a freshman. <clears throat> like they all seem to. They seem to get a lot of transfers. And I think. I think that. If if I were to kind of diagnose Oakland's problems there, I would say that it's not it's not like it can't be coaching badly. I would say that it's no. I would say that it's Oakland in recruiting will go for the immediate talent to cover big spots in their team instead of putting players in and growing them to get there. And you know, maybe we'll see some of that. You know, maybe we see some of that over time. But that's interesting. You mentioned. I mean, and maybe that. And I think of that, and I think of maybe him kind of being. I think of that that approach being potentially um, the. Uh, I mean, at least in Campy's mind, the the answer to kind of the ever growing. Um, mid-major issue of you know kids moving around a lot, you know. Yeah, and I think maybe that was his answer to maybe maybe him heading it off at the pass of, all right, well if we're we're all playing the transfer game now, I'm gonna play that game too. Um, but to, but to your point, but to your point, and and, and and don't get me wrong, he's he's come up with some very very good. He's come up with some excellent. He's come up with some great. He's had some great players come out of that, you know, come out of that approach. Sure, but to, and Damian, Damian Ergel is a great player. Quinn Humphrey's a great player. Yeah, as our Youngstown State guys, who you know never really amounted to a whole lot as a team. Yeah. Oakland ha- gets better players 
to plug holes, but they're plugging too many. It seems like every year they're plugging too many holes. Yeah. And it seems like every year, instead of, you know, instead of having somebody who can step in and be a, uh, you know, step in and be like a guy who's been there for a few years, who, and, and so there, there's never that point where like like a kid graduates. Like yeah. Kendrick Nunn gets replaced by a kid who's now like oh he's a, their new stud's going to be this guy who's a fourth year senior and he was like six man last year like and, and he's been there for three years like this it just it always seems like they're turning it over some hotshot freshmen yeah or they're turning it over to. Uh, to a second chance transfer, like mm-hmm. none, or they're sending it, you know, putting it in the hands of some JUCO. It, it it seems like they 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 lack the core, the core like play. You want your best players to be kids that have been in your program, been in your system for for from since freshman year. You want people to grow through the system so that you're not spending the year. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're not spending the year trying to play catch up and build cohesion because the teams that do have that, i.e., Wright State, you know, look at look at what's different between those two teams. <clears throat> Wright State and Oakland are two teams that everybody's expecting to be at, the, at or near the top of the conference. Wright State, who do, who do they have? That's you know, who do they have? That's like a transfer. Billy Wampler, right? Yeah. So Billy, Billy Wampler is a transfer, but look yeah. at the rest, the rest of the program. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you they're know, built. I mean, they built. They've uh, you know, Cole Gentry and Odd and Love. You build that around them. I mean, and that's what they. That's what. That's what Nagy has done over there. Just like how, uh, just like Brandon, just like Brandon is. Uh, John Brandon is built it around Drew McDonald. And. You know? and and, and and Northern Kentucky would bring them up. Northern yeah. Kentucky as a program, what have they done? They have built on team players that have been in their program forever. I mean, think of the, when they got to the tournament. Yeah, and Holland was a was a life for North NKU kid. Yeah, a lot of these guys were you know, like most of their team. They did not plug in a bunch like JUCOs and transfers and stuff. They're fine. Take those players, but the problem is when you have a lot of major starting spots and rotational spots that have to get plugged in because you yeah. don't know how kids are going to work together. You just don't know. You don't. You don't know if Kendrick Nunn is going to mesh with you know Jalen. You just you don't. You don't know. So no, you don't. Finding out in the middle of the season. That maybe these two guys don't work terribly well together is counter to what you want out of your program. Sure. Want to you want to build a program over time and then plug small holes here or there. In 2013-14, when we went to the tournament, it was Malcolm Moore. Malcolm Moore was a kid who didn't play like half the season after mm-hmm. transferring as a fifth year fifth year senior transfer from UTEP. He was a small hole to plug. Everybody else was was, you know, somebody who had spent a couple of years, or was in their second year. Like it was just, we there were there wasn't a whole lot of need for 
there wasn't a whole lot of need for somebody to step in and score 25 a game as a transfer. Yeah. And how is that person going to mesh? Because that person's going to need the ball in their hands a lot. Yeah, I mean, even but and to your and to your point, you know, even if you do have that, yeah, it, it's it's interesting you mentioned that because, yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, I, I, I have yet to see a Horizon League team that uses that that blueprint of the you know the JUCOs and the transfers have that kind of sustained success. I mean. You know, you, you see them being very good in some instances, but you don't see them kind of making it be, being perennial NCAA tournament. You know, with, with yeah. if you if you were just looking at individual talent, yeah. If you look at individual talent, is is Oakland not the program in the last five years? And I'm including Valpo. Is yeah. Oakland not the program with the most individual talent over the last five years? Oh, without question. Without, without question. question. And, they which, which, and by the way, I just want to point out the fact that that we, we keep talking about the guys that he keeps plugging in. The one guy who he never had to plug in is Kay Felder. He was there the entire time. Yeah, and look what happened. Like like, and of who's the best player they've had? Kay Felder. Yeah. Who was their Who was their kid? Man, he was. He was. was he, he was their kid. Period. And that was their best team. Was when he yeah. was here. That's so, true. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, he still had, still was still some plugs, but it wasn't as much, and they were a better program. You got to grow with, you got to grow your team. And I, and and from a shortcut. Yeah, well, from that standpoint, you and again, from that standpoint, you see it happen in Northern Kentucky. You've seen it happen at, at Wright State, and what and and in both instances. Over the last two years, in both instances, Northern Kentucky makes it to an NCAA tournament. Wright State makes it to an NCAA tournament, based upon the way they they've approached it. The way that Billy Donlin built the program, yeah, seem it like it was almost a seamless transition. Yeah, to exactly to it was because they both build their programs the same way. And yeah. if you look, I mean, look at look at where South Dakota State was. You know, Scott oh, makes yeah. stuff in a really good spot. Oh, better believe it. Or TJ can just walk in, and you know, we've got we've got now he's got. Wait, Dom. is it? Wait, is it Mike? Wasn't Mike? Isn't Mike Dom? Uh, yeah. recruit. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. See, there you go. Proof right there. So yeah, that's you know the guy he got that guy, but then he got he got Mike Dom he got Mike Dom at South South Dakota State he trans he does the same thing in, in at Wright State with Loud and Love, I mean it, it's it's not it's not a mystery it's it's you know the, the proof is there and the results are there in that particular case so um, with, with all the rest of, results I'm I'm gonna be watching closely on Tuesday night see yeah. if they can pull one out at right at uh, at Penn State. That one, yeah, that one's going to be the game that. Yeah, that one's going to be the game that I think we're all going to be watching. Really, unless of course you don't. Unless of course you don't have CBS Sports Network, and to, to that I say, you're, I'm sorry about your bad luck. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I, I was to, to to just wrap up. You know, kind of where we you know kind of wrap up the podcast. I will I will say that um, if I had to pick a team to win the Horizon League. You know, this year, yeah, I was in Wright State before, and uh-huh. man, I really feel like that has been, you know, strength. I, I've got nothing but strengthened in that in that belief over the past couple of weeks. 
Um, I think that that is a that is a team to be reckoned with. I think Scott yeah. Nagy. I think Scott Nagy is going to be. I think Scott Nagy is going to be the guy that takes him to a Sweet Sixteen. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's this year. Mm-hmm. But he is. He is building that program in, in spite of the Horizon League being a team that is not as, you know, being being a conference that's you know kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. Right State trucks along. Scott Nagy's got a program. He's building it. So yeah. I, 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 look, I look forward to that continued growth of that place. I am, uh, and, and we, and, and from a from a conference standpoint, it's sorely needed, and we need and we need more programs like that. You know, because we, we they, already we already have Wright State. We already have Wright State in Northern Kentucky. We need a few more of that for them like that. We do. It's it's the truth. No, whether where they get where which 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 other teams step up which other teams step up in in that model remains to be seen. But for right now, um, yeah, the, the, I think the big test for them is going to be Penn State. Um, I'm not as high on Wright State as you might be. Um, maybe that's only because of the fact that maybe only because of the uh, only because of the Murray State loss. Um, I'm a little higher up on. I'm a little higher up on Northern Kentucky right Good now, team. so I don't. So Good it's one of those things. Good teams can lose bad games. That's um, true. Murray State is a good basketball team. Oh, absolutely. Oh, without a doubt. That Morant kid is really, really good. Yeah, got, one of the best in the country. The freshman or sophomore, I can't even. Uh, he's he's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I think he tore Wright State up. And at this point, that's why I think that's why I say that, like you know they're going to get torn up. But but you know they're going to they're going to get to a Sweet Sixteen, I think, with under under uh, Nagy. But it's not going to be this year. Um, no. they'll find that player. And what the, my my back to my point about you know building a program that player mm-hmm. probably already on the team. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Just a probably just a freshman or sophomore who sure. may or may not be playing much, who's just learning as he goes. And one day you're gonna wake up at right state, and this kid's gonna be surprisingly good. And you know? and he'll, he'll be surprisingly good, and we'll sit over here and say, "Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have been, been surprised." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, this podcast here. Um, you can obviously find all episodes of the Horizon Roundtable on sportshacks.com, H-A-X.com. And, of course, you can find uh, the Horizon Roundtable on every, uh, you know, wherever you find podcasts, including Spotify. And, oh, by the way, Jimmy, we are now on iHeartRadio. So you know, if you use that iHeartRadio app, we're on there now. Um, and of course, my my favorite, uh, my go to, my uh, the either you know the Amazon Echo or the uh, no, yeah, Amazon Echo and the uh, Google Home devices. You can just say Play Horizon Roundtable Podcast. And by the way, if you're doing this on a doing this on a speaker right now and you have an Alexa over there, it's a bit like, whoops. <laughs> so my bad. Alexa, off. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? I said, Hey Alexa, shut off. Just to see if I can turn off somebody's Alexa as they're listening. All right, to and um, 
And just so you all, and, and also just a programming note, we will uh, not be recording next week. So, because uh, we're, we're good. Jimmy and I are going to be enjoying our Thanksgiving. So, um, we'll we'll be back. Uh, Thanksgiving, everybody. And if yes, you don't absolutely. have a good Thanksgiving, you know, try harder next year. Yes. Just yeah, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> so, right. yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back uh we'll be back week after next. So, uh thank you all for listening. Good night and better tomorrows. <laughs>